Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I've been having a conversation with myself over the last uh, week or so 
about taking action and not necessarily that I'm not a person who takes action, but I've been watching my own community say things to themselves like I want this or I want that or it's time to make the New Year's resolutions, you know, that we all start making around this time. And I've also been watching people dreaming, kind of dreaming and saying and claiming that they want things to happen. And by the way, I've been watching this happen for the last 18 months plus, even since uh, the world kind of changed and uh, changed shifts, you know, uh, 18, 19 months ago. And it's funny because as much as people say what they want, they give themselves so many excuses about why those dreams don't happen or why action isn't taken. And the most common excuses I hear are things like, I don't know how, or I can't figure it out, or I'm not techie, or I am too busy. That's a good one. I love that one. Like as if, as if, as if somebody else has more time in their day than them, right? I hear things like, I have no money even though they're trying to do something that involves eventually making themselves more money, like building their business or taking action in their business. And there's an excuse about, I don't have more money, but the time and the money ones are huge. And so I was, I had this like epiphany in my own business on Monday. I was literally launching my own course and I was teaching a free two hour masterclass before it started. And I'm listening to people not show up. And even though they say, yes, I want to build my email list, and yes, they want to um, they want to learn how to brand themselves, and yes, for sure, everybody wants to know, learn how to use social media, right? They're still not taking action and even showing up for things like free classes or paid trainings. And then if they do show up for things like paid trainings, they actually don't even do the work that it takes to get to where they want to be. And it's so interesting because a lot of times when you ask somebody like, how did you get your, how did you find your success? They'll say things like, I just went through these modules and I followed them and that was it. And it taught me everything that I need to know how to do. And I did it. Then there's all the other people who tell themselves that they don't have the time. They don't have the time. They don't have the money. They don't have the time. They don't have the money to get started. So I had this epiphany and I was like, you know what? I don't want to teach anybody tactical tools anymore. Everybody can go figure out how to build their own social media. They can go ahead and figure out. All the tools are out there. What I want to remind people about is that this is their life. This is your life right now. You have one life that you're in right now. And how grateful are you to be sitting here listening and you get to take action right now. You get to decide right now if you're a person who is going to procrastinate. Or you're a person who's going to show up. You get to decide what relationships you want in your life. You get to decide what time you wake up in the morning. You get to decide what to put into and fuel your body. The decisions are up to you. You get to decide what kind of thoughts you're going to let creep into your brain and what kind of stories you're going to tell yourself. So anyway, I reached out to my friend Julie who happened to be in the room last week when I had Beth. Handel from the Handel Group in here, which was an amazing interview. And I said, Julie, let's continue this conversation. And so Julie is the founder of the Dharma Circle. She is also a success coach for female entrepreneurs. She works with women who are looking to identify their fulfilling and juicy life purpose so that they can have more abundance and joy. And she also works with high performers 
who've already achieved success in their business to create more alignment in their lives and businesses. And, you know, she's one of my best friends. And when we get together, we do fun things, we laugh, but we also have real meaningful, purposeful conversations where we discuss our own practical strategies so that we can create our own avenues for abundance, friendship, relationships, and wealth. So I'm super excited she's here. Hey, Julie, how are you? Hey, good morning. So, so grateful that you invited me to be here with you. Yeah, and I mean, Julie and I are literally down the street from each other. I could probably see your house if I actually stand up on my roof. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we're actually going to spend the whole day together at a really incredible event. We were together all day yesterday. And I just wanted to have this conversation with you because you have built a career around helping women take action. And I'm just kind of wondering, like, what does that mean to you? I had a really rude awakening when I graduated college and did what I thought I was supposed to do, which is I went into corporate, went right into New York City. Nothing wrong with New York City. Nothing wrong with corporate. <laughs> Both are great. Um, but there's there's always the question of, well, what's aligned for me? And maybe corporate is aligned for someone else. Or maybe New York City is aligned for someone else. Neither was aligned for me. I just went because all my friends went there after college and I wanted to be with my friends, honestly. I ended up landing a really powerful job. Like, especially, I mean, that was at the time of the recession um, in 2007, 2008. And, like, you know, worked for an advertising agency on um, – the agencies or communications planning on the agency side of Procter and Gamble in New York City. I mean, I had no qualifications. Like, by any other standard, I would have been, and I was, like, applauded for. Wow, great job! And I was deeply unhappy. And I remember I went home, and I, I stuck it out because that's like what you were supposed to do. <laughs> I went home for Christmas that year, and I said to someone in my family, "What do you do?" I was looking for advice, and I was like, "What do you do when you feel like?" You just don't like waking up in the morning, you feel sick, you're tired, you're over it, and like, how do you stay inspired when you feel so bad? And she goes, well, I like get myself a new shampoo or a new mascara. And I, I like looked at her, and I was like, <laughs> oh, she doesn't get it. <laughs> and there really was nobody to show me the answers to the questions that I had, like I figured it out on my own. And it was a winding journey of like corporate in New York city to ad like advanced degree in marine mammal biology in Hong Kong to <laughs> like um, uh, working as a neuropathology researcher in, in, you know, academia to an being an entrepreneur. Like, I, and like that's, that was just my path and I'm grateful for it because it was how I, found the answers that I was looking for. And ultimately, the answer to me is each of us have a calling. Each of us have a dharma, which is a Sanskrit word that literally translates to duty. It's like your soul decided its duty before you arrived here on earth. So like nobody doesn't have a calling. It's just a matter of finding it. 
and it's our job to find it and do it no matter what. And obviously don't hurt people. <laughs> I think there's something inherent in a dharma and a calling of like it's benevolent for yourself and others. But I'm a huge stand now because I didn't have that guidance until I did. And now I've got lots of guidance, which I'm grateful for. And I, I'm a huge stand for people to feel that experience of alignment and purpose and abundance and everything that happiness, peace, like everything that comes with that, because I feel such contrast now from then. And there, that really is available for everybody. And I'm a huge stand for that. Like no excuses. I believe it's true. You know, it's interesting because I feel like a lot of people, I'm just going to be bold and say this, <laughs> I think a lot of people think they're happy, but they're not actually practicing real happiness and gratitude. Like what I mean by that is they wake up and they, you know, use the filter on Instagram and post the picture of their juice and, you know, where they're going on Friday night. But there's like a, there's like a deep inner beat that's missing. In their life. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna double you once and say I agree. And I think most people are full of shit. And that's why when they're presented with an offer to solve their problems, they can't take action because it's hard to trust yourself when you're actively lying to yourself. Okay, here goes the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. People are lying to themselves. You guys, come on the stage. You guys in the audience may be lying to yourself. You're telling yourself stories that your life is great when it is mediocre or fine, which is the way that you answer people a lot. And you're not telling yourself the truth. And therefore, Julie said, when you're presented with some kind of offer, it can be a paid offer, a free offer, it could be anything, you're not doing it. You're not taking yourself up or someone else up on it because you're lying to yourself that your life <laughs> is awesome. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so, okay, so just some context. So I have my company, The Dharma Circle, that I've been running for eight years, and it's all about using um, the tool of yoga to help you sensitize yourself to your intuition, to your, um, like, the insights and the guidance that comes through. And I'm also the president of life coaching at Handel Group, which um, introduced you and Beth, and, you know, Beth was on last week, and the cornerstone of Handel Group is personal integrity. So I'm just going to drop a handel method thing here for a second because i really like how it's laid out um there's something so personal integrity really falls in three categories there's uh physical emotional and spiritual physical is like are you doing the things really simple straightforward like i don't need to explain that there's um spiritual which is do you believe in what you do so like for example one of the things i say to people when I'm on like enrollment calls with them for programs and stuff, if they have an objection, I mean, it's never about the money. So I always say, so if like on a scale of one to 10, how much do you believe in yourself right now? Most people do not say 10 and it's because they're out of spiritual integrity. So I'll leave that there for a second. And then there's emotional integrity, which is how do you feel? Scale of one to 10. And the way we have it at Handel Group is if you're less than, and eight, you are out of emotional integrity. 
And as long as you're out of emotional integrity, you will not generate the results that you want because that like it, you, I mean, I'm sure all of you can, I think of a time when like you were talking to someone and something seemed kind of off about them, no matter, even if what they said was like so spot on, it just made so much sense. It was so logical. There was something about them. You're like, I can't put my finger on it, but I just can't get behind this person. Or I just, mm, something's telling me mm -mm. it's probably because they were out of emotional integrity or some kind of integrity, but likely emotional integrity. You can feel it. So like the, the way we have it at Handel Group is literally, this might sound crazy, but like as president of life coaching, I can't afford to not be below an eight ever. And if I am below an eight because I am human, I get to take the day off. And the way we have it is like integrity equals sales. <laughs> and so it's happened before where I'm like trying to like hero my way through, like I'm going to be a hero today and I'm going to like push through and then like sales are not happening. Sales are not happening. And then the moment I'm honest, honest, not lying to myself anymore, but honest, like I just cannot shift myself. I just, for whatever reason, something said, I need to take the day off. They're like, yep, go for it. And then immediately, boom, sale drops in. That's like the flow of life. The flow of life happens for you when you're in integrity or like when in, to switch back to the Dharma circle world, when you're in alignment and there's tools for that too. So Haley, I'm going to throw it back to you for a second. Okay, sorry, I was just waiting for a second. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. So yeah, no, 100%. I mean, talk as long as you want. I'm a full, I'm full in alignment with this, and it's interesting because a lot of people don't think that sales and business have anything to do with that personal alignment. I mean, people will say, yeah, it has to do with personal integrity. It has to do with truth, and you can believe in your product, and you can believe it will help people, but there's a difference between a belief and that your product will do something for somebody else and a real alignment that you have with your passion, your purpose, and how you're serving others. And I want to tell you a story, and you can tell me what you think about this. So I used to do a lot of traveling before the world shut down. And I still do some, but I definitely haven't done any of the international travel that I do. And when I would do the international travel, I would leave every couple of months, and I would visit, hmm, sometimes two, three, four, five cities in a trip over 10 to 14 days. And I would really be out of alignment with my calendar the way that used to be when I was home in my normal time zones with my U.S. team who was spread out between Pacific, Mountain, Central, and Eastern. And when we would do, when we would have leads come into the business, I felt disconnected because I was like eight, nine hours ahead or you know, 20 hours behind or whatever. And so what we would see in the business is that leads would come in and they wouldn't book calls the whole time I was gone. Like we still had our system going. We still had our automation going. But because I was such a central integral part of the heart of this one area of my business, we weren't seeing calls booked when I would. And we had the same sometimes if we were running ads, same ad spend going. And then if people were booking calls and we still have the same process, because I don't take all the sales calls myself. There's always somebody who takes them before me. So that process continued. But because I just wasn't around, people were no showing on calls. And if they were showing up, Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. 
Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Quality of the person that we were talking to was like, eh. And then I'd get home and I would need a day or two and everything would shift. And I used to say sometimes to my team and my ad manager, like, you know, maybe we should just shut down the spend when they travel overseas. And they're like, no, it's going to scrub all the magic, analytics, uh, you know, the, all of the uh, optimization of what we've been doing. But I'm like, it doesn't work when my heart isn't in it. And so I just wonder, because I, I see this because I'm so sensitive. I feel like sometimes like my body's like a radio antenna. I'm so sensitive to certain parts in my business where I need the heart, not the head and the sales, that even if I'm in like a two-day event, locally in the same time zone, there's shifts and weird stuff that happens because energetically I'm not connected. What do you feel like? Yeah. Well, and you're... So much of what you created structurally and energetically in your business is about alignment in your way, like the health and the alignment and the wellness and all of that. So it's like what we believe will prove. And so, um, like, for example, in um, the Dharma Circle, it's like we're, we're like a lean, mean team. Like there's, there, we're like a small, really high functioning team, but there's times when um, like no, no matter what I do, no matter what lead gen I'm doing, no matter um, what like I'm, I have in terms of physical integrity for the business, like sales just aren't happening. And usually that's my, like, I'm very good in that. Like I'm a great entrepreneur. So that's usually like a sign that something is off. So I'll usually check in with my team at that point. And inevitably, someone is unhappy. <laughs> and I'll check in and I'll be like, what's going on? How are you? How's life? And inevitably, someone is unhappy. And I'll get to have a conversation with them. And it's not even necessarily about, you know, the company. It could be like, oh, I'm going through like a hard thing with my I'm fiance. My or <laughs> I'm on my period. <laughs> And as soon as simply just outing yourself and owning it and saying, oh, I'm just off right now because of this, this, and this, like, and being witness to it and owning it, sales, like, it comes, it's like, that, it's like, that is the energy. So one of the formulas I have inside the Dharma Circle is um, 30, 33, 33, 33. So it's one third, like, this is my manifesting Okay, we're going to get blue moon for a second. So one third, I call it my three pillars of manifestation. First, it's chakra opening yoga. That's my tool for alignment. Like I literally don't go a day without doing some form of yoga because it really helps me physically, spiritually, energetically, and um, has me be who I want to be. The second is what I call emotional cultivation. And there's really science behind this. You can look it up. There's some great books like The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot or The Field by Lynn McTaggart. And we really can affect our world through our thoughts. Like our thoughts carry so much power. Our emotions carry so much power. And when we are feeling something, 
we will generate that to be manifested in the world. So there's also something really interesting for those of you who are like science nerdy like me. Um, there's a book called Power Versus Force by Dr. David Hawkins. And he created something called the Hawkins scale where he actually measured the um, there's there's a there's a number he attributes to different emotions and there's a scale and at the bottom of the scale is guilt and shame and apathy and then like you go up and up and up and then higher than that is like anger desire and then there's courage and then there's neutrality and then there's willingness and then there's love and then there's peace and joy and enlightenment and a bunch in between and whatever you're feeling in your emotions is going no matter what you do no matter what you do is going to manifest as a life experience and so if you're constantly in the vibration as we say of shame or guilt there's going to be a life manifestation that you cause with your energy that is representative of that vibration and again this is all science like you can like look it up if you're interested to learn more um, and so it's really important that you become what I call a ninja with your thoughts and with your feelings. And so emotional cultivation is you can do it through journaling. I like to do it through um, like audio guided visualizations for my clients. And I'll take them on a journey to feel differently, to feel better. So which is a lot easier to do, by the way, after you've done yoga, which puts you in alpha brainwave state. And it just really helps you reach that like peak moment, that peak feeling. And you only really need to feel it for a few seconds and then like you just practice it and that becomes a default state. Um, and when you do that and then you take action, which is the other 33%, then your actions will be so much more optimized. I'll give you an example. I ran an event that I spent, and this is like when I first started running ads to events and I had this really powerful, um, really well converting event funnel before COVID and I would run ads, get people to a, an event for free and then I would in invite them into my high ticket offer, which is called Maya Money Alignment Yoga Academy year long for female entrepreneurs. And um, it was really a beautiful experience. But there was especially no offense. I'm, I'm a Midwest girl. I'm from St. Louis. And no offense to Southern California, but people in Southern California are so flaky. <laughs> and so we would run these ads and do these events. And we'd have like thousands of people register and then like 25 people show up at the event or like 40 people or like 60 people show up at the event. It was really interesting. And we like had a whole call team in place and all that kind of stuff, but even still. So anyway, I really worked with what I had and I used my principles. And so I would do my energetic work. I did my yoga practice. I did my, my like I said, what I call emotional cultivation. I felt the feelings of people are joining my program, they're coming to the event. And I was super excited, felt it as if it already happened. It was really interesting because it was fully cold traffic, completely cold traffic, had never heard of me or no, known me at all before. I would convert at 60% in these small rooms on an $18,000 price point, which that's not what it is anymore. That's actually just for those so of you who don't accessible. know. Yeah, and those of you who don't know conversion rates, I mean, that's absurd. Like typically what you'll it's have absurd. is if you're, if you're lucky, you'll have a 20 to 40% show up rate. And out of that rate, if you're lucky, you'll have that 18 to 22% purchase rate. So that's insane. I mean, if that, <laughs> on cold traffic and high ticket, it is insane. Right, 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 and right. I really attribute that. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for that, Haley, for that perspective. And I really attribute that to the energetic work and it, like the energetic blueprinting or whatever you want to call it 
um, prior to the event. And you can apply that to any area of your life. You can apply it to relationships. Like there's been times I've gone into hard conversations and I like felt the conversation going really smoothly and wonderfully before it happened. You can blueprint like your body and like kind of, I mean, there's, um, so many books written about this, like golfers do it, basketball players do it. Like you see it as if it's already done. And that's a really huge part of um, achieving the result you want to do. And I feel intuitively, Haley, like you should circle, I mean, say what you want to say about that, but I feel like I want to circle the conversation back also to why people don't take action. So I'll hand it up. Yeah, over to you I definitely want to circle that back in a second. But what I do want to do is just kind of touch on this, like bringing this into kind of a business perspective, this energy into business perspective, because that's what this room is about on Fridays right? It's business Fridays. It's like, how do you make more money? And I don't, I don't teach finances. I don't teach investments. I teach energy. I teach habits. I teach spirituality. I mean, there's certain tactics that, that I teach in terms of, you know, online marketing strategy. But for me, my success has been similar to yours, Julie. And I think that's why you and I connect because I had a very similar story to you going into the career of law. And then deciding like five years in, like, holy shit, this isn't what I want to be doing. Like, how did I end up here? This isn't me. Right. And then my parents freaking out and being like, what? You went to Brandeis University, you went to Rutgers School of Law, and now you want to be a Pilates and yoga teacher? Yep. Um, <laughs> awesome. What do I tell my friends? I mean, like, you tell your friends that your daughter's a fucking rock star and she's following her heart. And in a year, I'll be making more money than I was as an attorney as a Pilates and yoga instructor. And boom, I did. So anyway, here's the thing. We talked about conversion rates, and this, this actually goes to your conversation of, of, of taking action. We talked about, like, what it takes. We talked about flakiness in Southern California, which was interesting because I'm from the East Coast. I was born in New York City. I grew up in, right outside the Philadelphia area. I went to school in Boston. I came back down to Philly for a couple of years and moved to L.A., and I was like, shit, what is wrong with people here? They don't keep their word. They don't keep yeah, their funny. word. So that's, that goes back to the idea of thoughts and how they were trained. It doesn't matter if I keep my word. It doesn't matter, right? Whereas other people are like, my word is everything. So it is, it can be, it can be literally, it can be genetic, it can be, it can be cultural, it can be geographical. Like you could decide to inherit a story and you decide to keep it or not. Like as a side note. But the reason that stats are the way they are, like I just did my webinar the other day, we were super pleased to have a 41% and then a 43% show up live rate. Like that's freaking killing that it. That is really In my phenomenal. opinion. But to other people, I'm just like, well, where are the other 58% of people who aren't showing up for what they said they wanted to do? Why? Are they not here? They said they wanted to bring their business into the online space. They said they wanted to make more money. They said they were done with the nine to five that they're in. They said they wanted to turn their passion that they claim is a passion into a profitable reality. It's not a passion if you're not figuring out how to sign up for and then show up for a two hour class. Why are they not here? Why is 50 Seven or 58% of humans, and that's a generous number, right? Why are they not doing what they said they were going to do? 
<laughs> Haley rants over. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's interesting, too, because, like, I've really noticed. And, all and by the way, Julie, the cost was free. <laughs> not over (laughs) and they took the time to sign up why and this is normal you guys i had a great library why are people in general or people in california or people on the west coast (laughs) or people anywhere why are they not committing like i would never sign up for something that i couldn't do if i'm gonna sign up for it i'm gonna take the time i'm gonna put it on my calendar I'm going to block it out, and I'm going to make it happen because I keep my word to myself more than I keep my word to anyone else. And your so, results show. Yeah. So okay, that's, that's integrity. When you can keep a promise to yourself, that's integrity. And that's, that, like, is what I was saying before. A lot of people are full of shit. A lot of people don't have – and, like, I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad, like, like I said, I literally just said shame and guilt are not what you want to be creating. And a lot of people, nonetheless, are walking around with shame and guilt because um, they're, they're like lying to themselves. They're full of shit. They're breaking promises to themselves and to others left and right. Um, I really believe, and I've really had to, I, I used to get very angry about this, actually. Like I used to like, people would not show up to calls with me like that they booked or they not, they wouldn't show up to their follow-up calls and I'd get like mad at them <laughs> and send them emails. Haley, you're probably laughing because you know me and I have this like edge to me I, sometimes. I, I used to feel like um, that too. I used to feel like that too. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? I don't want that energy in my life of people who can't, although I do want to <laughs> teach it. I do want to get the word out. That's yeah. why we're here in this room today because we care enough to just pique everybody's interest right now and go, is that me? Am I putting that extra bag of chips in my belly even though I'm telling myself I want to lose weight? Am I drinking more than I should even though I know that I told myself I'm not going to have more than one glass of wine twice a week? Am I eating sweets in the middle of the day or at night even though I told myself I'm cutting them out? Am I going to work on that webinar funnel that I told myself I was going to do six fucking months ago? Am I going to sign up for that exercise class and actually go to it rather than pay for it and not show up? Like, how many people are making promises or dreaming or making wishes and not following through? And then telling themselves, it's okay. It's not okay. You've got one life. This is it. You get to show up or you get to regret it. All the shit you didn't do, that you told yourself you're going to do, and that your kids watched you not do, and your friends watched you not do. And then what happens, Julie, is people stop stating their dreams because they're afraid of their own inaction. So they know that if they say it out loud and then somebody hears them, And then they know they're not going to follow through. Then they look like an asshole. Yeah. And then that's how you end up going 10 years, five years, whatever. And fully mediocre and unhappy and not living your dreams. I think, I think, 
you said it. I think people are scared. And I want to acknowledge that I understand the fear. Like, I, I get the scaredness. Like, just a personal story. When I told my family that I wanted to become an entrepreneur and a coach and a yoga teacher and, do, and help people and do all of this, the response I received from the same person in my family who told me to go and get shampoo and mascara was, who are you to be a coach? Which I will say from a place of full responsibility, that was a thought I was having inside myself and she was simply mirroring it back to me. And I resolved that thought inside myself and I never received that feedback in my life ever again. Nonetheless, it really hurt. And what ended up happening was in the first like nine months of my biz building, I just didn't family. Like I couldn't have a conversation with anybody in my family that ended well. I didn't feel supported. I didn't feel loved. I didn't any of encouraged, definitely not encouraged. And it was really sad and it was scary and it was hard. But for me, I was willing to do it because I was connected with the fact that, and this is what I said to myself, if I don't at least try, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. And unfortunately, I mean, I was in my mid twenties at that point and I'm 37 now. And I'm so grateful for the courageous leader inside of me who was willing to feel the pain. I was willing to feel the pain, the rejection, the loneliness. I remember when I first started my business and I had all these leads and it was great. I, and had phone numbers and stuff. Um, I call, I spent a weekend. I was like, I am going to enroll a client this weekend. Like this is happening. And I, made the phone calls. I literally cold called people all weekend. I made a hundred phone calls that weekend and nobody bought. And it sucked. <laughs> I ended up on the floor in the fetal position. And thankfully I had a coach at the time and called her and she walked in. She, what, two weeks later, I made my first sale. And then in a couple of weeks after that, I made another sale. I am now one of the best salespeople I know. I am, I, I'm really proud of what I've created. But I needed to walk through, those are just two moments. I mean, I won't even mention until I mention it right now. <laughs> Last year, I was being vocal about things. And then I found out my friends from college created a whole text thread about me. There was a whole text thread created about me and how crazy I am. And maybe some of you think I'm crazy and that's okay. I, there's people, other people who think I'm amazing and I think I'm amazing, which really is what matters the most. These are the things that we face when we become, when we decide to live the life of our dreams, whatever that is, and become a leader. And I understand how scary it is to look at those things and realize uh, this is happening and I need to face it and it sucks. And I understand the desire to cower away from that. But I, I want to say for me, where I landed, and hopefully this makes a difference for somebody in the room today, where I landed was, which is the greater cost? Is the greater cost feeling the pain of knowing there's a text message thread about me from people who I respected and liked talking shit about me is the cause is the, is the you know, feeling the pain of my family not believing in me or is the bigger cost, the pain of not going for it and potentially having regrets for the rest of my one life that I was put here to live. And for me, I made a decision in my mid-20s 
I was on a walk. I lived in St. Louis and walking around my neighborhood in Kirkwood. Shout out to St. Louis and Kirkwood for anyone in the room <laughs> from there. I was on a walk like and I was listening to Anna. Oh, great. <laughs> and I was listening to Anna Forrest, her book, and she was, it was through, actually it was perfect, Haley, because what, what you just said there about like, there, you know, life is now, there's no tomorrow. Like I was listening to this um, book by Anna Forrest called, um, oh, it's like spirit medicine or something medicine. Yoga. Anyway, it was so long ago, but it was Anna Forrest. It was her book and I was listening to it on audio and I was on a walk and she takes you through, and this is what she does in her yoga teacher training. And she takes, she took me through a guided visualization of my death, literally to the point of me being in the ground, in the dark, the light is fading from my vision. Like the, I can't see I lose the feeling in my fingers and toes and I'm gone and I will never see my family again. And that was the moment for me that I decided. I've done, I've done that meditation. I've done that. Mm -hmm. It's insane. I did it when Mm -hmm. my daughter was about one or two years old. It was painful to realize. So painful. Take action now. What's the cost? What's the bigger cost? And if the bigger cost to you is, and by you, I mean anyone who's listening in the audience listening to me right now, if the bigger cost is, you know what, like I am going to shelve my dreams and it's a bigger cost to, you know, to, to face my fears and to feel the pain, fine. That's your decision. Own it. Just own it. Just own it. <laughs> Just own it. That's the integrity thing to do. But yeah, if the bigger you know, cost is. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah, and if the bigger cost is I can't go another day living my dreams no matter what it takes, then make that decision and own that and be 10 out of 10 committed to that. And whatever whatever happens, have that be your focus. And when that becomes your focus, then you become unstoppable. Literally, the universe will conspire in your favor. God shows up for you. The angels sing from the heavens and unbelievable miracles happen that you could never have planned for yourself. Okay, go ahead, Haley. Well, first of all, I was going to say is I just want to point out that this is why I have friends like Julie, because I could literally like sit here alone if all of you left this room and I could have this conversation with her for no shit, like four hours. So if anybody wants to speak, wants to come up, wants to add something, wants to ask a question, please do, because I am just going to keep rolling with her because this conversation is so interesting to me. So blink your mic if you've got something that you want to add, blink your mic if you've got something that you want to say. Blink your mic if you've got a question that you want to ask. Raise your hand if you want to be coached by Julie literally on the stage or have the two of us talk to you. But, you know, Julie, this is a conversation that um, I want to add to from two perspectives. One is, you know, my husband and I, you know, Wes, and you know how we are with each other. And I love him so much. And we fight all the – well, I should say we used to fight all the time. We are way better at figuring out how to not be right anymore. But both of us have this massive need to be right for the sake of being right for so long until we both started doing a lot of this work. And it's very interesting because, you know, I was in a little pod the other day, a little coaching pod with my leadership group. And there was a woman in there whose husband has ALS. And I was talking to her just about like a mini squabble that he and I had. It was really stupid. In fact, you usually don't remember any, you know, the little, the little squabbles. I I literally don't remember it. Like sometimes I don't remember it five minutes later. 
And she's like, gosh, what I would miss to just be in the car with my husband. Because that's when our little squabble oh. happened for five minutes in the car. Yeah. What I would miss to just be sitting next to him somewhere out of the house. What I would miss is to have a little squabble now. I wish you didn't say that. But the th- it just brings a lot, a lot of it back to perspective, like your exercise where, you, you know, you were shown, you know, like you were, you were coached how to diet to that too. And I remember it being so emotional and bawling that I was never going to see my baby girl again and never going to see my family again. And the thing is, is you guys, is that when we were talking about like mediocrity, when we were talking about like being complacent, when we were talking about lying, when we were talking about not being transparent to yourself or authentic for yourself, you know, that can come up in so many different ways. Your life may be good. In fact, I had this conversation with my husband last night. I think I triggered him a little bit because I'm like, you are, but you, you are, you are way bigger than you're playing right now. Like even now, even now, my husband was a world class athlete. He was a superstar. He was a celebrity. And then he went into multiple different businesses and was successful when he went into film and he was successful when he went to real estate. And then lately, I feel like he's just been like, hey, Life is good. Haley, your business is killing it. Now I'm just going to chill and have fun. But he has so much more in him than to just chill out. And it doesn't matter. He's not, I mean, he does, he's not at an age where he has to retire right now. He's not at an age where he's got to work 60 hours a week. But he's got more in him. But he's playing small. He's complacent right now. He said he's comfortable. And the point that I'm trying to make is that, for me, I don't want to be comfortable. If I'm comfortable, I'm bored, and if I'm comfortable, I am denying so many people of a vision that I can still, I'm capable of creating and the service that I'm still able to give. And so many of you are comfortable right now. You're not in deep pain. You're not saying circumstances have to get better. You're not on your deathbed. Your health isn't a mess. Like there's, there's plenty of people who are doing fine. How many times do you use that word? You're doing fine. And the point of it is, the whole reason I want to have this conversation with you today, Julie, is because I don't think fine is good enough. I think that we all have a place where we can step into bigger space. We can step into bigger leadership. We can say no to more so that we can get a yes to something bigger. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is one of the reasons why yoga is built into my life and into my programs is because I... I think like everything you just shared is like a great concept until it gets into you and that like you, you have it in you and you can't, that is difficult to teach having that, like to impart that vision and that commitment to a vision to a person. I think that's like pretty much one of the hardest things to teach, but if I can put someone in an environment and in an experience where they can find that for themselves and then they're their own fuel versus me having to be their fuel, I know I can set them up to win. And so that's one of the reasons why, like in my events, I do the yoga, I do evocative emotional cultivations. It's because when a person is in that environment and in that moment and in that energy, like something fills their spirit. Like I believe in God. So I think it's God informing them and filling them and infusing them, but something fills their spirit and they can't unsee it. Like, Haley, like the moments that you were 
like turned like tuned in and turned on to your calling and your vision you can't unsee that now like I can't unsee the things I've seen and felt and so when a person has that experience they really have a choice and what I found is that a lot of people in that moment once they see it and once they experience it in their body and in their soul they it becomes a lot easier to make that choice and then it's like I can see my life and make decisions through the filter of my vision and of my calling. And then from there, that, yes, is hard to sustain on your own. And that's where being in a community and having a coach and friends like Haley and mentors and like putting yourself in that world, because I can get drifty, like I can get uncommitted. I can get emotional for sure. Oh, my God, for sure. Like I, I can get thrown off by taking my dog to the vet because like this happened literally a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I was telling Haley about it. We were laughing. Like my and my dog my dog had this like very minor thing on his nose and it like completely threw me off <laughs> because I, I just I turned into this whole story of I'm a horrible mom. I mean, real human thoughts, you know what I mean? Like that threw me off for my vision. Thank God Beth came in and was like, Shake up, wake up, stop. You're being so dramatic. Like stop, stop. Because, of course, sales were stopped at that point because I was in my shit. Um, and that's how life works. And thank God for people like Beth. Thank God for people like Haley to, like, shake you up, wake you up, and then put you back on track. Because we do need support. We do need support. And it's very, very, very smart if you're committed to your vision. If you felt feel your vision or if you feel moved right now, like, put yourself in the space. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's Haley. Maybe it's someone else on the stage that you feel connected to, resonate with, inspired by, and do not let go. I've been with my coach, my business coach, Shanna Sumter, for eight years. <laughs> and she's become one of my best friends. And I like she is like huge in my life as that person to keep me solid and committed. You know, I have a lot of people like that in my life, Beth being another one, Haley being another one. Um, like calling you forth. And so that's what, like, you will have weak moments. So set yourself up to win. Don't pretend, don't be so arrogant to believe that you can hold yourself there. Like set yourself up to win by putting yourself in those rooms and in those environments that will support you when you fall. And then you don't have to have your own strength. Like God will help you. Yes. But like God works through people and people are what's going to give, say that thing that you needed to hear. Like, be that person to you that moves your spirit to put you back into commitment and back into action for whatever it is that you're up to in the world. You know, I want to take it back for a second to, you know, surrounding yourself with great people. Cause a lot of us talk about this and yet we still find ourselves with people who are naysayers. We still find ourselves with people who are complaining. And if you're hanging out with people that are complaining, they're bringing that negative energy into your world. And when you're hanging out with people who are lifting you up, and pushing you forward, like literally holding you up, like literally holding you, literally letting you fall and picking you up again, then your world changes. And, you know, if you aren't working with a coach right now, or you're not in a community, I mean, there's so many different ways to play this game. I mean, you can hire somebody like Beth who literally charges like $1,300 an hour. You can go into free communities. I mean, there's free communities out there on Facebook. There's events that you can go to. I know that I'm actually a guest in one of your events this weekend, Julie. It's like a free, um, a free retreat. We can talk about that in a second, you know, yeah. and, and take a, but take, or take a class, take a class and finish it, finish it. You know, Julie, when I, um, when I sold my, my course this week, I usually add like a whole bunch of bonuses. And this time around, not only did I teach the 12 module professional business training on how to build the business online, but what I also usually do is I'll include like 
an eight-week course on Facebook Ads Mastery, Instagram Ads Mastery. I'll include um, a whole bunch of different guest speakers that are teaching things on photography and branding and email marketing and um, building your 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 your, uh, your funnels. And this time, I decided to take out a sales course, and instead, I decided to put in a mindset course because I was like, you know what? People don't finish what they actually start. And the whole point of our conversation today is, are you taking action? Are you saying yes to yourself? Are you getting on the train of your own life? And are you actually committing to yourself? So um, let's talk about, um, let's talk about that for a second. Like just, you know, going through your calendar right now, making some commitments to yourself and then, and then deciding to finish them. Let's also give a link to our little chat we're going to have tomorrow. And um, if anybody wants to, we've got about hmm, 10 minutes ish left. If anybody wants to come on up, please blink the mic. Tell us that you want to hang out with us on the stage. Is that Bobby? Are you blinking, or is that just like you saying hi? Okay, we can bring him up in a second. Yeah. All right. So Julie, let's talk about um, let's talk about making some commitments. Let's talk about this event. One. Let's bring Bobby up. Okay. Um, I'm going to put Handel, president of Life Coaching Hot, for a second because Beth did this last week, and I'm going to reiterate it. A really good method for making commitments to yourself is, and humans do really well with promises and consequences. So you make a promise, and then if you don't keep your promise, there's a consequence. So, for example, I'm not allowed to be a bratty bitch to my boyfriend because <laughs> that's not who I'm committed to being in the world. And when I catch myself or he catches me being that way, I owe him a 20-minute foot massage. So a consequence doesn't have to be like a bad, scary thing. It can be like nice or like I gave my client, my, one, one of my clients is um, in a commitment to do 30 days of content um, like on her Instagram live or on her Instagram, like on her stories or whatever. And her consequence is she needs to pay her daughter $20 for if she misses a day. So her daughter, you better believe, is on her. So there's all kinds of promises and consequences, but identify a good, like, you're really, like, one of the things that the handout method says is that you're three to five promises and consequences away from your dream. And there's body dreams, and there's business dreams, and there's relationship dreams. And so just what's important to you right now? What's up for you right now? And then what's a promise you can make for yourself? And I'm willing to coach on this kind of stuff, too. What's a promise that you can make to yourself that will get you closer to that dream? And then what's a good consequence that would hold you accountable to making sure you do you keep that promise? Go ahead, Haley. I'm, I was, like, laughing so hard at the, at the promise that Beth made you keep when you decided that you had to be a bratty bitch when you had your period and you couldn't sell anything that entire week. So do you mind? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah, story. I know. Well, okay, so we were laughing about this. So, um, again, like spiritual integrity, emotional integrity is such a huge part of getting the results that you want, not just doing the thing, although that's important too. And so one of the things that Beth picked up on inside of me is I can be inconsistent because I'm a, I'm a feeler. I feel passionately and deeply and I can feel my way right into a ditch, <laughs> emotionally speaking. And so Beth called me out, and she's like, what? You're, like, you're, you're on one day, you're off one day, you're, you're PMSing one day, your dog's at the vet the other day, you're taking you out. Like, what do I, what's the jewelry that I'm going to get today? We were laughing about this. Slash, also, she was yelling at me because our sales were shitty for a day, which the way we have it is we don't have a sale by noon, someone's integrity is out. Like, that's how we play inside the company, which is pretty fun. 
and, and, and powerful and true. And um, so we created a promise and consequence for that trait and that behavior for me. I named, it's fun to name your trait. So a trait is like a part of you that doesn't really work super well. We named that trait. I named that trait the drama dragon because she breathes fire over things and destroys them. And so if here's my promise, <laughs> I can indulge in my drama dragon for 60 seconds. And I can be in my pity party for 60 seconds. I set the timer on my phone. I catch myself. I have to catch myself in my drama dragon. And I can sit in my pity party for 60 seconds. And every minute after 60 seconds, I have to throw a dollar out the window of my car when I'm driving for every minute that I'm still in my drama dragon. You best believe I'm no more in my drama dragon. And it's so crazy because I have become a much happier person since I put this trait on a leash, as we say. And I, I gave myself that problem. Like, I literally haven't dealt with that trait again. And our sales have been insane in, in both my companies, in both Handout and Dharma Circle. So, and then, oh. With, not to be confused with my, my name that I gave myself, BJP Cow, Spicy yeah. Kaya, Latte, which is when I'm having fun. <laughs> <I use it. laughs> DJ Spicy Cacao Latte in the house. Oh my god. All right, I love it for you. All right, Bobby, did you want to come up on mute? Yeah, for sure. Um what a powerful conversation. It's so simple. It's like you're just talking and yet we're all part of it, which I I don't know. It's this is I think what public speaking should really be, right? It's it's sort of like speaking privately in public, you know, if that makes sense. Um but my question is very simple. Um because I thought what you were talking about, because I was also obsessed with why don't people, um, I don't know, like listen to that voice um, when it's about, you know, becoming that person you want to be. Like there's so many fears um, and the shame. I've written a lot of plays about it for whatever reason. So what do you, what do you think it is? Like why are people so unwilling to look at themselves for real? look at the warts and look at the flaws and then really make the decision to be who they want to be like what is that yeah i mean it's super scary it's literally a whole shift in your world paradigm in fact one of the things i've noticed is it's sort of like a the bigger they are the harder they fall type of situation and i've coached some insanely successful people in the leadership room that you guys have heard Haley talk about um and what i've seen is that especially for even this, it's so interesting because it seems even more intense for like really successful people. It's like the stakes are so high for them at that point. Cause right. Everyone's on, everyone's always growing. Like everyone's on their own path. And, and, but I think this is true for everybody. This like people have, and people have invested decades in their worldview. And so to actually look at your worldview and yourself and what you believe is right and wrong and examine that and to be willing to be wrong. That's actually one of the questions I ask myself when I'm trying to like get to a next level. I ask myself, what am I willing to be wrong about here in this situation? Like I actively ask myself that. Um, and it's really hard for people to be wrong. In fact, one of the things I've learned about people is that the thing people want most in the world, I ask that question. People are like, people want love. Like what do people want most in the world? People want love. No, that's not what people want most in the world. What people want most in the world is to be right. And we're really seeing that now and playing out in the world environment. 
people want to be right. And that includes about themselves. And so to look at yourself and to say, wow, I'm really a piece of shit is a very painful prospect. And it requires a massive amount of courage and humility and willingness. And I think what people don't realize, and I, I've been guilty of this too, and times Beth has really taken me on, and Shanda too, is that there is a reward that you cannot fathom on the other side of being willing to be in that kind of conversation with yourself, to be in that kind of humility. The reward on the other side is intimacy in your relationships, is clients who literally will follow you to the end of the earth, is abundance that you don't ever have to worry about is ultimately falling asleep at night peaceful being healthy and being proud of yourself because you had the humility and the courage to take yourself on and i do want to acknowledge too it is difficult to take yourself on this journey and that's where like getting support and being in dialogue really helps <laughs> like i acknowledge that it wasn't until i started working at handel group and beth really took me on that i started to take myself on at the level i've taken myself on not to say i didn't do work before i did tens of thousands of hours of work on myself before in other capacities but like really deep work of like oh my god i'm like a really fucked up human and i need to like really get it together and well, be oh, wait, proud well, of myself yeah, to the well, point in retrospect let's just put things in perspective <laughs> 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 but I but I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? You're not sitting I just really like, want to lay it on thick. I want to lay it on thick. I want to lay it on thick. Yeah. The reason I'm laying it on thick is because I have seen it way too often that people put someone like me on a pedestal and they're like, I can't, Julie's only this because that. Julie's only this because No, 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 no. I'm a human too. I'm in the human experience too. And I, I, the difference is that I've been willing to examine myself and really be like, I'm really grossed out at myself about that, so I'm going to fix it. Ahead, no, because, because you're a person of integrity <laughs> and you're willing to do the work. You're a person of integrity and you're willing to do the work. And what you said before and what we've been saying the entire hour that we've been together as we wrap up is that most people are not willing to say yes to themselves. They're not willing to look in and not willing to ask themselves the hard questions about why am I not freaking showing up? Why I'm not showing up? What is below the layer of the surface? What have I inherited? What have I inherited? Because a lot of us inher have inherited a lot of behavior traits, a lot of mind traits. And it's, it, it's, it is what it is. We all get that. But we have the power right now to decide to look in and we have the power right now to and we can step into a whole different level of responsibility and change the way that we are showing up for ourselves and for the world. So I just want to say, first of all, Julie, you're an amazing person. You're an amazing friend. I'll see you in about 20 minutes. <laughs> and I love you. And for those of you who don't know Julie, give her a click here. Follow her on Instagram. Um, she's been talking about Bath Handel for a little while. That's her coach. And by the way, even though you may not have seen a lot of this stuff and been doing the work before Beth, even though you've been doing it for a decade or more right now, you know, all of us have different times of our life where we're hearing things differently. And we have to like open one door to actually understand another door that's opening. So it's not necessarily like one person that's going to make the transformation for us. It's us being willing to decide and being open to do the work that will allow us to unpeel a layer to be able to do even deeper work. So thank you for showing up here today. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.